Hello and welcome to Around the Console. And uh, my name is Suki. Uh, we're now on to the, the escape room part of the Time Lord Victoria Strand. And the escape room was called uh, Dalek Wakens. Unfortunately, none of us have been able to uh, participate in one of these uh, escape rooms. So we've got somebody to come on and talk about uh, their time uh, when they uh, actually did the, uh, the escape room. Uh, so this is uh, Kenny Smith, the editor of Vortex magazine. We had a lovely few minutes chatting all about it. And there's a few spoilers in here. So anybody that's actually going to be doing the escape room, please maybe go to, go and do the escape room. Unless you want to cheat, obviously, that uh, you will find some stuff in here that might be a bit helpful for you. But anyway, on to Kenny. And Kenny's come on to discuss everything. Everything, I mean. About Idolic Awakens, an escape room, right? Come on, then, Kenny. Let us what you th let us know what you thought. Well, I went to the one that's in Reading as I was down visiting family in Salisbury. So, for a birthday treat, I decided to take my daughter, who's not a Doctor Who fan, along to do it. So she knew what to expect. I think she'd been wanting to do an escape room for quite a while. So when we went to this one at Escape Hunt, and it was very interesting. It was the first one I'd ever done. I had a few friends who'd done them. So we went in and we were welcomed by a very friendly chap who took us through and uh, just checked that how much we knew about Doctor Who beforehand. So I kind of know a little bit. Um, <laughs> so we were able to get ourselves sorted. Um, I get given a fez and a scarf. Um, and they also it was also quite handy because I brought my own sonic screwdriver because I really annoy my daughter when I sort of take a sonic screwdriver and just buzz it and zap it at her as if to say shut up and sonic her. And that, uh, that's what all dads do, though, don't they? I did exactly. The I've got I've got I've got my collection of uh, sonic screwdrivers, and <laughs> half of them are broken because my kids have snapped them because they don't want it buzzed in their face. Oh well, no, Katie doesn't do that. The only thing that she did do was um, I had the really nice rear um, time crash two picker two two action figure set um, and uh, limited edition San Diego Comic Con. And I'd left them on the shelf unopened. And one day Katie went into my spare room, saw them on the shelf, thought, I'm going to play with those. And you know what happened next? Oh, bless. Bang goes the rarity value, but there we go. <laughs> but we're not in it for, we're not in it for reselling. We're in it for the enjoyment. Toys are to be played with. I've seen You're Toy Story me. 2. I've learned. <laughs> anyway, um, so we went in, we were all prepared and we were taken up the stairs into our room and we were put inside it. When I say put inside it, we were led inside it, put inside it, it sounds like it was a crime and uh, went in and it was about uh, four, maybe five metres square and in one corner it was shrouded in darkness. It was like a box with a cage and I think we, we both guessed what was there and the rest of it, it was like a spaceship. So you've got uh, metallic walls. Uh, metallic floor, metallic roof with a sort of grid on it. And um, the chap saw us and then he returned and he told us if at any point we were stuck, we should shout the words doctor, doctor. And he would be there to try and give us some clues to try and work our way around. So we started and on came a message from the actress Jodie Whittaker, who told us what was going on and told us there was a, there was a problem. So we got her tones uh, telling us what to do and basically giving us the setup. And I know that you recently listened to Johnny Morris's Genetics of the Daleks, yes, having did. listened to that episode uh, the other day. And 
this pretty much follows up. You get because there's all the names of the characters in Johnny's play, and there's references to quite a few of them in this when, when during the dialogue as we're told what's going on. And there are five different problems set up for you to solve. Got to try and work them out one by one. It doesn't tell you where to go in the room, where to solve them. As you get told that the Dalek starts to waken and it talks to you. And some pre-recorded voices from Mr. Nicholas Briggs, or as I like to call him, the boss. Really? Big finish. Really? Yeah. He's a, I'm sure he's done something. I'm sure I've seen his it's name somewhere. He's an open somewhere. comer, isn't he? Open comer. Yes, talented youngster. Talented youngster. And um, so we started off in one corner. We'd found out that you had to put some rods into a reactor, spoilers, and we were able to go around, managed to find them, put them put them in the right place, but you've got to do it with, uh, you, you can't see what you're doing. So it's a bit like the adventure game for those of you. Oh, yes, actually, you do remember yes. the adventure <laughs> game because you mentioned that, um, where there is the talking plant, uh, Gronda Gronda, uh, the Rango yeah. of Arg and such likes. Yes, for those members of around the console who doubted it, uh, yes, it's absolutely real. Um and it was just completely mental. Uh, it was a, a great show. So once we'd solved that one, we moved on to the second problem. And you're told that you've got one hour in which to complete this task to try and stop the Dalek from awakening. And we've moved on to the second one. And there's, I think with this one, it was sort of you to sort of move pipes around and sort of turn, twist and turn, like sort of pipes that would be dropping down from the top left. And you have to spin them so that so that the gas can vent from top left yes. to bottom right. So you've got to move these bits around and make it all work. And when you've completed that, bits of uh, microcircuit drop out and appear and you can find them scattered around the room as well. So we, the pair of us were sort of working on this. The third task was then to help purify the air and you had to find some little bits of plants and sort of like to, to get different bits to find out what plant would be good for this, what plant would be good for that, and then put it all together and... Uh, so that way you're sort of purifying the air or something like that. And right. then there's and then the other side of them, there's a big wall with bits of microcircuit that are missing. So as you go around, these bits of microcircuit drop out and you can put them together to complete part of uh, the puzzles. Um, and there's bits of them hidden around. There was, then I think one of the next puzzles was to try and there's sort of some buttons you need to push, push in sequence. And we were looking around and we couldn't see them. And then we realized with, with a few hints from our, our helpful gentleman with our doctor doctor. And we managed to find where the buttons were. And we were sort of like, it, was, it felt like it was in an action movie sliding around. So I'd hit the first one, Katie, then run over, get the second. Then I slid along the ground and got the third. And then she got the fourth one, which was slightly higher up. And um, had a good laugh doing that. And then there was another part that involved sort of plotting a course through an asteroid belt as you've got as these sections need to be completed and that involved using magnets but of course it's not just as simple as that you need to find out where the magnets are and uh, it's always useful to bear in mind what you've done because things you've done earlier can, can come back to help you so we had good fun doing that and then there's a final problem is the Daleks virtually awakened as it's getting ready to exterminate you and we were able to defeat it. I'm not going to spoil it completely, but oh, there's some lights on. Really. So you don't want to get caught in the lights as you move across the room. You need to move around to complete a final task. And you don't want to get caught in the lights as a Dalek's controlling, exterminating laser beams coming from the ceiling. So we managed to avoid them and we managed to do the final task. I very nearly said what it was there. And um, we managed to defeat the Dalek. 
with 41 seconds to spare. It was pretty, it was pretty much, thank you. It was pretty good because we always like Doctor Who things to be last minute. I'd preferred it to be something like seven seconds. So it would have come up with 007 on the screen, but um, you can't have everything. So we'll go with, we'll go with just the, um, we'll go with the 41 seconds that we did. So that was great fun. Brilliant, brilliant. So there's only the two of you that went in there. Yes, there's only two of us there. Um, so, if you, there was only two of you, how how hard it was if there had been more people in? Because I think it goes up to six people in there. That's correct. Would it be yes. a lot easier, quicker? I think in some ways it was quite good because it was just the two of us. Because um, I, apparently, according to Katie, I was getting very hyper and excited and jumping around <laughs> quite a lot, and um, yeah, the adrenaline was definitely going. But that was virtually as soon as we started. But before long, she was completely in the zone as well. And she was loving it. But you would be because you're a Doctor Who fan. You're in a Doctor Who setting and you're doing Doctor Who sort of problems. Well, maybe not problems, Doctor Who problems. You're doing problems to solve a mystery. You're going to get hyper. I'll be in the same position, Kenny. I would definitely be jumping up and down. It was really good fun. I mean, you do feel the... It's like there is like a pressure because you know you're up against the clock and you can see it at all times. It's ticking down. It's almost a bit like the crystal maze in some ways as well. And you do feel you're part of that atmosphere, particularly as you know, the Dalek keeps making noises and it moves around the Dalek in the corner, um, the head turning and moving and the lights flashing. And you do feel that pressure and it's fantastic. And you do hear Jodie Whittaker's voice every now and again as she comes on with some helpful hints and encouraging words. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's 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 really it's entertaining. It's really really entertaining. I was definitely um, I felt really happy when we left. Um, also, because at one point you need to use a sonic screwdriver, and the one that was in the room was dead. The batteries in it were dead. But because oh. I'd got my own sonic, it was fine. I was able to to sort out the Dalek with my own screwdriver. So <laughs> that was quite handy. Wow, wicked. I mean, so. As this was your first experience of yeah. escape room, escape rooms. Have have you ever been interested in going to these sort of things before? Well, or was it because I, it was just a Doctor Who thing? I'd always quite fancied doing one, but I think it was the Doctor Who element sort of lent itself to me because a couple of years ago, um, I think it was just before COVID came along, uh, when this um, this was opening, I'd been in touch with the people behind it because obviously with Nick's involvement, um, I was sort of there was a big finish aspect to it and we did a wee piece in vortex magazine which is available at www.bigfinish.com forward slash vortex free every month released in the first and um it was quite you know it was so an idea of what it was all about and i know they do a cyberman one as well which i haven't done yet so i think the next time we go down south to visit my in-laws kate and i'll probably be taking another wee trip up to reading to go and do it but yeah it was i mean i've got friends who've done one and there was that we went to uh, for Katie's birthday, when we came back up the road to Glasgow, we went into a rage room so she could smash stuff up because she quite fancied that. It was a bit like being an ace in remembrance of the Daleks, giving her a baseball back and just beating the crap out of everything. And uh, she loved it. But they also had uh, escape rooms in there and uh, your challenges like, um, like Egyptian pyramids and things like that. And I did quite like the sound of doing that. So chances are we may well go into another one, but it's got to be the Cyberman one first. I'm not doing another until I've, def- I've defeated the Daleks. I think it's time to beat the Cybermen. Well, that's it. You've got to go for the big two, haven't you, before you start going off into history. Exactly, exactly. Oh, but what's the point in history? It's all in the past. Right, I've, in my uh, just 
basically down the road about 20, 30 mile away in Birmingham. They've got a, a, a facility called the Escape Hunt. Escape mm-hmm. Hunt. And it, it's just loads of escape rooms. And because I was going to, we knew that this uh, podcast was coming up where we have to deal with reviewing the the escape room, uh, Dalek Awakens. I was going to book uh, a, a session, basically. They go there and just do it myself. But then I found out my my eldest daughter loves escape rooms, right? And she wants to she she as soon as she found out that I wanted to do one, she says I've got to come here. I want to come here. I want to do this. Now she's married and living in Leicester, <laughs> so she lives miles away. And so I've got so I everything that I wanted to do for this escape room before I recorded this podcast, I sort of got delayed and delayed. So I haven't been able to go to this. Oh, right, so you've given me, yeah, I know, oh man. So you've given me some idea what I've got to do. Now I'm thinking to myself, if I turn up with my own sonic screwdriver, because they, they must have flat batteries, uh, I must turn up with some idea what I've got to do, yeah. uh, because you've now told me some of the uh, the tasks. I might just be able to get out of there with more than 41 seconds to spare. I think you right. might. But right. the thing is, now you've got you to talk- do is you've got to make sure, look at everything. You need to familiarize yourself with everything from the word go, which I'm told is pretty much the case with every single escape room that you do, whether it's Doctor Who or not. And look around and spend the first couple of minutes, just get an idea is to get the lie of the land, see what there is, and then just work it out just in case. Because there's wee things that you might that seem irrelevant at one point, but you come back to it later on and uh, you need to pick up on it. So it's quite interesting. But yeah, we had a great time. In fact, hang on a second. I've just been, I'm now, I'm now actually joined very briefly by Katie. Katie, did you enjoy Hello. doing the Doctor Who Escape Room? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. A lot of fun. Even, even with your dad geeking out like he was? Uh, my dad's the bigger fan. I've watched a couple, but I find it really fun. But he was geeking out. Was you embarrassed? Was you not thinking, oh, my God. Kind of, half just and calm half. down? But half and half. It was like half embarrassment, half fun. Right. So now that you've done this, you're going to go back and do some more, are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we can get back and do more, then I'd be happy to. Cyberman. Fantastic. The Cyberman one, yeah. The Cyberman one. That's the one he's been going on about. Fantastic. Wait, Thank you, Katie. Thank you for joining us. See <laughs> ya. There we go. A flying visit. Completely star. Yeah, Katie Smith, um, who appears, she's actually um, appeared in an official, well, it's not an official, she appeared in the unofficial Daily Mirror magazine for the 50th anniversary of the bookazine, The Doctors, 50 Years of Time Travel, which uh, I, uh, I, I wrote. And um, if you have a look in that, there's a section when Karen Gillan came to Glasgow and there's a picture of a teeny tiny Katie holding up the action figure. She's got Matt Smith in one hand, Karen Gillan in the other. <laughs> and uh, she appears in that. She was far cuter then, small blonde person, four years old, and I just couldn't believe she'd met the real Amy Pond. Oh, that's wicked. I'd love to meet Amy Pond, Karen Gillan. Too, too much Hollywood now these days, I think. She is, just Hollywood. a little bit. I think it would be fascinating if uh, if the five of you guys did the Doctor Who escape room together, because I think that within about two minutes, I think you'd probably have murdered Craig. <laughs> I don't know if two minutes is, I think it might even be less than that. I think Craig would probably be in a puddle on the floor before you know it. Okay, uh, I'm going to tell you this. Three years ago, two, three years ago, uh, just before I came on to Proctoru, uh I met the guys uh, at Walk-On, which is uh, a Manchester Doctor Who convention. 
and uh, we, I, I think I've been on the podcast just once uh, as a guest, and then I can't. Uh, I actually started meeting the guys proper in person, so we were all having a good little laugh, and then we went out for a little bit of a meal, and we actually passed an escape room. And they did say, uh, well, we should do one of these. So now together, we'll do one of these. All right. And then obviously, because they're all Manchester based, up north based, and on Midlands, yeah. we weren't going to get together really. But uh, that was one of the things that I remember quite, quite clearly from that first meeting that I wanted to do a escape room with these guys. Yeah. But then um, now that you mentioned it, <laughs> I don't think we would have survived too much because, as he says, we we have got our personalities and a couple of us can get really, really excited. Uh, so uh, we could end up... Uh, we we wouldn't zap Craig. No, you just murdered him. Zap Bob, really. <laughs> uh, well, we just, we'll just keep them both quiet somewhere. And I yeah. think Cliff these days is quite excite, uh, excitable as well. So it, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. That's all I can say. It'd be fun. Yeah. Well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. For my first one, it left me wanting to do more so that's always a good sign right so i'm gonna as i says i've got some booked hopefully for next week because i'm on annual leave as well so uh, hopefully for next week if i can get my daughter the other two to the other kids that are living here and at least two others then i, I intend to beat your time of 41 seconds spare let me know you know where i am on twitter i do yes i will i'll be making I'll, i shall put it up big and proud and i'll make sure that you, you get to see it <laughs> And I'll brag about it on the podcast as well. I'm sure you will. I look forward to hearing it. But bear in mind that uh, you're kind of cheating, given that I've given you a whole load of hints that we never had. So technically, yeah, gonna... I have one. Yeah, well, the, what I'm going to do, Kenny, is when you send me the pod, this uh, recording, I'm going to edit everything out so nobody knows <laughs> what you tell me. <laughs> you utter swine. And you were always my well, favourite until now. <laughs> no, no, I, I still am. I still am. Just shh. Right. Thank you very much, Kenny, for coming on. Uh, this has been absolutely brilliant. And uh, if you ever fancy doing anything like an escape room where in the in the Midlands, just come down and we'll sort something out with you. That sounds good to me. Now, you can find Kenny at Finished Zine on Twitter. And he also presents two wonderful podcasts. Well, the first one is uh, Pieces of Eighth. Uh, and that's with Rebecca Chapman, and they discuss all things Eighth Doctor, uh, from the books, the audios, the TV shows, toys, everything. And then he also presents another podcast called Power of Three, and again, that's on Twitter, at Power of Three Pod, the three being in the number three. So check him out on that. Uh, thank you once again, Kenny, for being a wonderful guest, and I hope to catch up with you soon. Thanks very much for having me on. Thank you very much, Kenny. Cheers.